Yeah. This is my presentation of my cluttered mind, 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 mind. This is my presentation of my cluttered mind, 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 mind. This is my presentation of my cluttered mind, 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 mind. This is my presentation of my cluttered mind, 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 Your host Mark and uh, I got Marquise back in here. Got my main man back in here. What's up, dog? How's everybody doing? <laughs> we're, we're we're back at it again. Yeah, bro. Like it, it's crazy because we we uh we recorded one the other day. It's just <laughs> we were so damn belligerent and drunk. Yeah, we were. That like when I listened back at it, it sounded. It was just. I, there's a level to like how off base I want to come off this sometimes. We were way too extra. And we were really extra. We were. <laughs> It was no good. Don't, I, I don't wanted mix to so bad and and podcast. Okay, and I tried to I tried to edit a little bit, and I was like, well, maybe if I put this here, <laughs> nah, absolutely not. That it just sounded not good. Like we we were making points. We almost sounded like Kanye, and I don't mean like we were we were, we were we were being like make America great again type shit. But we definitely were not saying what we wanted to say. <laughs> So we might as well get into Kanye shit. Let's just start with that. First of all, Kanye West doesn't hate black people now. And no, he doesn't sympathize with Donald Trump. He doesn't know shit about Donald Trump's policies and his politics. And he doesn't know what Donald Trump represents. He only knows Donald Trump and appreciates Donald Trump for his quote-unquote dragon spirit and the way he does business. That is what he likes about Donald Trump. He likes how he overcame odds of being a, literally just another rich white man, and then he became president without any political fucking background. He just did that, the first to do that. And that's what he likes about him. He just likes that he did something that no one had done before. He is not over here like, oh, you know, when he even when he put the Make America Great Again hat on, he was not over here thinking, yes, because MAGA and you know we gonna get these Hispanics out of here. No, he wasn't thinking about any of that because he doesn't know any of that. Well, he didn't know any of that until Ti and John Legend and maybe even Chance the Rapper and people like that brought the shit to his attention because Kanye West is very much. Um, secluded from the world, like he does not, he does not uh partake in the media. He just started watching CNN, Fox News, and stuff like that, like a couple weeks ago, like literally after the comments is when he started watching CNN because all these people were getting on him and shit like that. Which, by the way, y'all's tweets ain't changing shit. Um, but you know, like he's he's not out here trying to be fucking Clayton Bigsby like he if you don't know Clayton Bigsby Jesus Christ <laughs> if you don't know Clayton Bigsby Clayton Bigsby is um, a character based off of a uh, sketch comedy one of the greatest of all time no the greatest of all time Dave, Dave. The Chappelle Show um, by Dave Chappelle Just one of the greatest one of the greatest comedians of all time 
and his first episode was about a black white supremacist. And I was just saying that Kanye West is not that. He is not in a sunken place. And by the way, if you're a musician or a rapper and you think, even for a second, that dissing Kanye West is gonna boost your career or is gonna in some way make you a better person by saying, I don't agree with Kanye West, or I think Kanye West is doing the wrong thing, or, or fuck Kanye West now, he's an Uncle Tom. First of all, you're wrong. You don't understand him as a person, because nine times out of 10, you just listen to his music, but you didn't listen to the words. You didn't pay attention to who he is portraying as a person. And I, and I, I do more research than just listening to his music. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and, and like, you gotta look at interviews, you gotta look at, you know, like documentary type things about him. Like you can't just say, oh, he tweeted this, so he must. No, bro, shut the fuck up. Take a second, sit back, fucking relax. Calm yourself, and then actually look at the situation. When I saw this, I was, I was worried a little bit. I was like, what? Kanye? No, it can't be. And then I, you know, I listened to myself. You're right, it can't be. No, absolutely not. When Kanye West, and you remember this, mm -hmm. when Kanye West said <clears throat> on live television, Bush doesn't care about black people. People may have gotten confused and like all of a sudden thought, oh, well this is gonna be the voice, the new voice for the black population, and he's just gonna rally for us, and eh. when, when really he just showed us that, look, this is me. You're not shutting me up for shit. Right. I'm gonna say exactly what I'm thinking. And that is what he has shown from that point, before that point and on. Like, I think, I think people's problem with it is that they feel like the money got to him. So, like, back in that point in time, he was, you know, pro-black, and then everybody feels like now that, you know, he's, he's, he's stepped above where he was at. Like, he's on a different, you know, financial platform. His, his girl is who his girl is. I think people sit there and think that he, you know, he's... He's an Uncle Tom now because he's trying to cater to, to white people more, to gain more money. And, like, people people like to overanalyze other people, and that's right. the problem. Like, now, Kanye's always been that way. He's always yeah. been outspoken. He's always been... And he's always been pop. His own, yeah, Even though he was hip-hop, he was pop. He yeah. was popular, which means popular with pop culture and pop as a, as a music genre only means what's popular. And it don't mean popular to black people. No, it, it means, means popular, popular to, to the everyone. people who are spending money yeah. music-wise. Who's going to buy the tickets to the concerts? Who's white paying people. for? Yeah, who's paying for? You know, all of these YouTube tracks and yeah. white people. And 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 at the end of the day, like, I get that there is still a racial struggle. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But Kanye won't tweeting on that shit. That's not what he was on. Well, like, I mean. He did sit there and say that that slavery was. Oh yeah, uh, uh, and like, <laughs> slavery was a choice. Was a choice. Yeah, <laughs> and like, you know what's crazy about that is because like I've always, like I so when he said that, 
I kind of understood what he was saying. Oh, I immediately like, understood. I, I understood where he, he was going with that. As in, like, our culture continues to fester in that. Mm-hmm. In that belief that, you know, we once we were slaves, and then, you know, Jim Crow, and then, you know, we've always been, you know, put behind and... You know, we, like it's a it's a mindset. Like if and that is a mindset. It is. It's like, a victim mindset. Yeah. It's a it's a inferiority com- complex. Yeah, like, com- exactly. Like if you sit there and look at the 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 accomplishments that we make, there's no taking away from our culture. Yeah, and like, there's no reason that we should really even still be saying yes. I get that there is still much to be desired. When it comes to who's really in control, white people, dealing with and, and coexisting with the rest of us. I understand there's much to be desired. But there's, there's one thing saying there's much to be desired. And then there's another thing still raising your kids to feel like they are already less than. Right. There's, there's something, there's, there's, that has to be fixed, you know? Like, I get slavery was definitely a big part of our history. It it is it our is history. history yeah. You know? Um, but to his point, like <sighs> like I get it's, it. It's man. hard it's, it's like his choice in wordings to say it was a choice. Yeah, he's horrible. Yeah, that yeah, he, he was he wasn't really thinking when he sat there and said that I, I understand what he was trying to get with it, but like But first of all, he's an emotional person. Right. A person, first of all. He is a person with his own opinions. Right. That and, is true. And like I said, from the jump, he, he was like, I'm probably not going to think about it before I say it. Because mm-hmm. if he thought about it before he said it, he wouldn't have he said wouldn't that have on said live it. TV. Right. Like, he didn't think about all the white people that he was saying this, that he was saying this, and probably were just going to be like, mm, but we like Bush. No, he didn't think about that. Like, he just said exactly what he thought. Mm-hmm. The Taylor Swift thing just said exactly what he thought. He got on stage and did exactly what his drunken Hennessy written mind thought. And like, like you can't, I get it to a certain extent to be like, yes, you have such an influence. Watch your fucking mouth. Think about it before you say it. But at the same time, he is a person. That's true. And a grown, who, and a grown ass man. Like, yeah, like you know what I'm saying. But He's not live, a philosopher. But we live in a <laughs> we live in, we live in such a sensitive time in the world right yeah. now. Like it's real sensitive in the world right now because every little thing that you could sit there and say, there's opposition. Yeah, there, there's opposition to it, and like the opposition to it can sit there and spin it as like some victimized. Yeah, oh, it's God. crazy. Like. I'd be just listening to certain things that people say, and I'm like, ooh, as soon as the media catch wind of this, you in some trouble. Oh, yeah. You getting some endorsements pulled. <laughs> you about to lose you about to lose M's because you said yeah. the wrong thing, and that's crazy to me. Like that that's real crazy. Like we live in a desensitized no, we we live in a sensitized, I should sit there and mm-hmm. say, like world now. Like everything is sensitized. Like anything that you sit there and say. Uh, you better you, you better say the the politically correct version of that because yeah, like, when you say your opinion, somebody's gonna sit there and, and dissect it, and it's gonna be on Twitter, and then it's gonna it's going all over the place. Memes from from Instagram, like it's crazy. And see, the thing for me is whether y'all 
y'all being whoever, whether you decide to support Kanye West or not, that's not what makes him him. He's not doing it for for clickbait. Like he he was at TMZ for whatever the fuck reason. Who who let him go there? First of all, <clears throat> definitely not his uh, management team. Exactly. Like first of just, all, he just no one was own. on his team saying nah. Kanye, first of all, <laughs> let's not go to TMZ because all they're going to do is bait you. And then you being the emotional person you are, you're not going to think about what you say. You're going to just say some shit. Hence, slavery was a choice. I get what he was trying to say, that there is a slave mindset, mm-hmm. that there is a, a victim mindset that, honestly, we're not an actual part of. We're not living as slaves. So it, it's something odd to the fact that we still tack... Uh, we still carry that weight right. as if we are slaves, right. as if they did it to our mom. Like, because I even am a little weird about that. Because I'm like, look, yeah, that happened you know, to our ancestors. That's, the, that's how we ended up here. We would still be in Africa and all that stuff. Wakanda forever. <laughs> like, but at the same time, bro, like, dude. I am my own person right. dealing with my own struggles right. that, yes, as a system, yes, may very well have in the real old heads and, like, their mindset, like, they still see me as one of the black people they used to have control over, sure. But that ain't my life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't choose to walk around as if my sisters in slavery. You know what I'm saying? Like Some I'm making strides to to change things. Like open up conversations. Talk to white people. Like I don't It's not the same times. There are new struggles. There are new issues. Yes, there are. They may be founded in the same history. They may have the influence of those same um ancient mindsets, but that's what we have to change. And I think that that's all he was trying to say. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, knock, knock, we're not slaves anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt bad, man. I was like, damn, y'all just really gonna have, like, homeboy, like... (laughs) Kanye Kanye just... Like, he did it too close to, like, album release time. (laughs) Like, you know, people just weren't weren't feeling... Like, (laughs) because... Because people put two and two together, and it's, it's like, like, like I said, we live in such a, we live in a society right now that's just really, like, on its axis. Like, America right now has never been like this. Mm. So this is like, this is a brand new America, technically. Right. You know, we got a president who is not qualified to be a president. At all. Like, zero. Like, he his qualifications <laughs> for presidency is zero, like age. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Even that, like, is like questionable. Like, we have a first lady who I don't even understand how she technically is considered a first lady. Like, her qualifications zero. Like, she was like a Playboy model or something like that. Like, yeah, she's a model as an immigrant. Was all the for, things that he's him. trying to get rid of. Like, it's it's, it's so okay odd. that she was an immigrant, but no, like I've I, seen this lady's titties. Okay. Oh God. 
I've I've actually yeah. seen the pr- the president's wife's <laughs> titties. Now, like three years ago, when Michelle Obama came off of Air Force One showing her arms, and like um, America was like outraged, like <laughs> like she was ghetto. She was like the most like disrespectful first lady in the history of first ladies. And then I've seen our first lady's titties in nothing. Like I've seen, I've seen a whole nude. Ivanka Trump. Oh, what, what's her name? I think it's Ivanka. Ivanka, or is that the daughter? He trying to fuck both of them. <laughs> so it don't fucking matter. Like, like I was, I was outraged. Like I seen, I seen our president's wife's crotch. Okay, y'all. Like that's mad <laughs> disrespectful. Like and. And like, like not only it's the arms thing, they freaked out about about uh, President Obama wearing a tan suit. They lost their goddamn mind. Like the the thing is, that's like, that, that's the American. Like, but that that's, that's what you're saying. Like, like things are so different now. Yeah, they right. used to think. They used to think, which is good. I'm so glad they got out of this mindset. They used to think that homosexuality was a mental disease. No, they're they're actually trying to sit there and say that trans I mean transgen so I was having a conversation with my lady mm-hmm. and like she literally was gonna walk out on me because of like some comments that I made about like transgender transgenders and like I don't have anything against transgenders. Um but they're trying to sit there and say that being transgender is like a mental not a not not a mental disorder, but like it can be categorized in like mental disorders. But then I think it's called a gender dysphoria is what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But then they're also sitting there trying to say that pedophilia is under the same type of like mental disorder or whatever you want to sit there and call it. And so so like my whole thing is so if they sit there and make transgender like a a mental disorder and they make pedophilia a mental disorder that means that guys who prey on children are mentally sick which is going to excuse they'll, they'll go to the hot they ain't going to go to jail they're going to go to a hospital so that's here, crazy what's wrong with that here's what's wrong that's crazy first of all gender dysphoria okay first of all the way medicine works is um they if they don't understand it they say okay this is a problem mm-hmm. Right until they do understand it, because science is especially in, in Massachusetts, because Massachusetts is known to be one of the most like yeah, um, medicine forward, yeah. forward thinking like cities cities for medicine and states for medicine. So, and I know this because my lady is in medical school, so she's telling me this because I have questions. Obviously, mm-hmm. of course, I have questions. Clutter my podcast out here in these streets. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> So she uh, told me about this because first of all, gender like thinking, knowing. I'm not gonna say thinking because it 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 uh, insinuates that I'm skeptic, skeptical, and I don't care. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so a person, me me being sure that I'm a woman in a man's body is. At this point, being called a mental disorder, mainly because medicine doesn't understand it yet, or science is, we're behind, 
science-wise, and we're catching up with it and realizing that that's not the case. It's not a mental disorder. And neither is pedophilia. Like, like, first of all, so what I'm saying, first of all, transgender is not a mental disorder. Like, okay. there's science to it. I'm not a scientist or a doctor, so I don't know how to explain it correctly. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact there's science to it because someone who is studying it showed it. me okay. the science. All right. Okay, So there's science to that. There is science. Pedophilia, no. Yeah. Bad little pervert, no. Absolutely not. Um, that's not a mental disorder. Like I feel like they're trying to they're trying to spin it like it is. Though. I was about to say that um, they're, they're they're trying to you know throw that that agenda out there that you know pedophilia is like a, a a mental disorder and it's something that you know people need to be treated for treated rather for than be the perse- fuck up. Per- persecuted for. Like, sorry, you touch little kids like that's that's like. That's well, like a no-brainer. Like, yeah. First of all, the, the, the judiciary system when it comes to punishment isn't where it needs to be. It leaves a lot to be desired. Because if you're just saying, yes, you, you did this wrong thing, time out. Time out never helps anything. And that's essentially what it is. It's time out. Except, and it's, and it's hard except time. it's timeout, <laughs> surrounded by a lot yeah, of people that's who, in timeout. Who are in timeout? So, in, so you put all the bad kids <laughs> in timeout together yeah, in a small ass room, and then you just give them deplorable situations. Like, yeah. So like other countries actually do prison a lot different than America does mm-hmm. prison. Mm-hmm. It's more of a rehabilitation. Yeah, thing. they rehabilitate yeah. rather than you know institutionalize. There still are bad prisons in other countries, of course. but those are the bad ones. Like those, and are, them dudes usually don't ever get out of their prisons. Yeah. Like they die in those prisons. Exactly. Whereas, like in our prisons, they they basically put you in a position where they. They just mess you up even more. Yeah, and like, and there's and no way you come you, out of there then, feeling then they kick any you different. Yeah, exactly. They kick you out. And then they sit there and tell you to make it in the world, and then everything is against you in the world. But you can't go and get a regular job. You can't build. <laughs> exactly. You can't sit there. You basically can't even. Like you're not human. rehabilitated. Yeah. You're not known as being rehabilitated. They don't treat you. They don't rehabilitate you. Yeah. Everyone outside of um, that penitentiary has marked you as still an issue. And they know know all your if, business. As yeah. soon as they run your your your, yeah. your criminal record, they got all your business. Oh, yeah. armed robbery. You did he your time a, and everything. And yeah, now no, you're still you're can't still this same that. person. Exactly. You're a murderer. You're not rehabilitated. You're nothing like that. You yeah. are a murderer. So it's like so. what what am I supposed to do? I've been in prison twenty years in my life. You stand in that same I'm situation. Probably you gonna go back go to right prison. back to it. Like I can't get a job. I need money. So how am I getting money? Illegally, so I'm, exactly. I'm 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 violating my parole, <laughs> and I'm going right back. Hit it right the fuck back, man. That's crazy. It's, That's why I've always told myself that I would never sit there and anything that I I felt like wasn't worth the time, I could never get myself into, and like, you know, just as a as a black male, yeah, there's temptations in the world. Like, I work super hard for I feel like nothing. I'm gonna be 30 years old next year and I still don't have like what I want and I work really hard for what I have yeah that I could have took the other route and been real fine right now like and I sit here and look at that like 
like the pros and cons of like your actions and and you know people with voices like you know we have these celebrities that we idolize and you know they say one thing wrong and it's like the end of the world and it's like I wake up every day wondering if I if if it if it's you know go to work work my nine to five or you know sell dope like and sometimes dope sounds way better than the nine to five I'm yeah man because when you think about the fact that that's one transaction yeah you know what's crazy I was listening to a TED talk and it was about um, the dark web. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you, boy. Man, I am not an advocate of selling drugs, but I swear, if I could just, <laughs> if I could just have a little, a little underground market, dog, and then just have that, boy, you know, supply and demand, and yeah, like, cause like all of life seems to be to me as twenty two year old, it only seems to be like knowing what I want to do for the rest of my life, passion wise, like what what I have a passion for, and then. Figuring out how the fuck I'm gonna fund that. Mm. I'm not lucky. wasn't born silver spoon, so I gotta make this money somehow. Right. Right. So I either get a job that I don't enjoy because it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. Exactly. And I do that until I make what I do want to do for the rest of my life make me money too. That's what I'm working on. I'm in the very beginning stages of it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you this. You said you're 22. Yeah. About to turn 23 this year. About to turn 23. Yeah, you're man. doing very well for yourself. Hey man, you know I, I appreciate that. You know you're, what I'm saying? You're, you're doing like, well for yourself. <laughs> it don't feel like it. I mean, but you, you gotta you gotta think about like. But if you think back in high school, you you used to be like damn high school hard as fuck. Forget high school. Let's just stay in today, yeah. right? You got to understand, there are 23-year-olds or 22-year-olds that don't got their own place. Yeah. They ain't in college. Yeah. They're not doing nothing with their life. You're, you're an African-American male, okay? Just think of all the African-American males that are sitting there hugging the streets, living yeah. at home with their mother and father, yeah. or just their mother, or with their baby's mother. You know what I'm saying? So Maybe like you gotta, yeah, exactly. You got you gotta understand like where you're at right now. You're exactly where you're supposed to be, and you're not in a bad. You're not in a bad space. You might not have everything that you want right now, but like you have the drive. Like you're motivated. I don't, I don't know any twenty-two year olds that are doing blogs and stuff like that in the city. Like the reason why I was so excited to do this is because like. You're like the first person that I met <laughs> that's black. That's like, yo, let's just do this. And there's no like hurdles. There's, yeah, we'll do it next week. Or like, I like the consistency. I like, I like dealing no. with people that know what they want. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm never surrounded by people like that. I'm, I'm surrounded by the dreamers, not the doers. Hey man, you gassed my head up right now. No, but you, 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 gotta, you gotta you gotta understand where you nah, where you're at. Like you're 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 doing really well for yourself, and like that's from me on the outside looking in. Everybody has struggles. Everybody has their demons and stuff. Absolutely. But like, never take that away from yourself. <sighs> yeah man, shit, I, I I appreciate that. Speaking of prison and dying in prison, Cosby. Cause absolutely, he's gonna die in prison. Yeah, he's that that man's done. He's done. There's no coming back for Cosby. And I and I, that sucks, man. You know, like first of all, 
to the women he victimized, you know, that I don't know how much, you know, him going to prison really helps them, but I'm sure it does something. I'm sure it's closure. I'm sure it's justice for him. I, I don't think it takes it back, but I mean. I think it's, it's just to see him get his. Exactly. Like, yeah. to, to sit there for however long some of these women had to sit there and, like, see the... 30 years, nigga. 30 years. See this man's face all over the, sh- the yeah. all over TV and, like... Damn, it's crazy, too, because they, they definitely waited till he was no longer important. Well, so, they waited until he was actually going to be very important. <clears throat> so, so, like, yeah, Cosby had a had a presence um, on television, you know, through his endorsements with like Jello and just all of his endorsements, and then you know the, the Cosby Show. But like the moves that he was about to make, mm-hmm. and like how powerful Bill Cosby really is, like people really don't understand how powerful he is. Like Bill Cosby was so powerful that like if you did an interview with him, and he didn't like something that you said in the interview. He could have the whole interview scrapped, like talking CNN, any of these big, these big executives. Like right, he right. had power up there, and like when you're about to make power moves, you gotta be squeaky clean. And he was about to make a power move, and he wasn't squeaky clean. See, cause like I, I remember um, they're so loud in the background, man. Like. I mean, but it's not, you know, I don't have a studio yet. You know, I'm making it work. (laughs) It's all good. Um, (sighs) There's a whole conspiracy about, you know, them wanting to stop him from, or get back at him from wanting to buy NBC. Which, I mean, like, I would sit here and act like um, black people who are about to be in more powerful roles haven't been taken down before. Hmm. That's not what I'm out like, you know what I'm saying? But I also know better than to just assume that all of these women are lying. Oh no, I don't say, you know what I'm saying? Like I I would know better to assume that all these women are lying to stop him from buying NBC. Listen. Uh, when it comes to when it comes to sexual assault like, I'm sorry, I always, uh, I hate to, to, to default it to, you know, I take the woman's word over the man's because, like, some women do lie. But, like, for you to lie about a sexual assault and, like, and really stick with that lie, you're, like, the worst kind of person on the planet, like... Yeah. Like you're you're less than trash to me. Like if you can lie about something like that, that's you know something that a lot of women go through in the in, in their lives. Like like people very close to me, their first situations were sexual assault. Like very close to me, and like that's one of those things where like from my own experience, I usually go with the woman's right. word first, and then. I'll sit there and 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 see how the man reacts. Some of the women, they might have been lying, 
some of them were telling the truth and like you know what sucks the fact that he, he didn't deny any of it like yeah yeah he admits your guilt like if you don't sit there and like 100% listen I've never sat there and drugged any woman and then you sit there and continuously say that okay you know what he might actually be telling the truth this man he didn't sit there and say that like he just he was mum about it he, he started admitting to certain things that, yeah, everybody was doing it back. Like, bro, you're guilty. Like, Yeah. And I feel, and it, it's, so the same way you used, you um, err on the side of the woman, um, I used to do the same thing until I got loud on one time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pick this point to tell this whole story, because mm -hmm. it's a story. But um, a lot of people that know me, as far as the military, definitely know the story because they were there when it happened. And it's just like, I, I was definitely like 100% just lied on. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's crazy. And so like, the, the, the problem with me and my lady is like, uh, <laughs> so when, when these situations started coming up with, um, with the Me Too movement and stuff like that, like, I didn't even think about it. I was like, but are they being honest? Like, cause you know, I was thinking from my own like just experience. Nah, but bitches be lying sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I thought for a split second. And I, I had to correct myself. She corrected me. But I had to correct myself, you know what I'm saying? And just be like, ah. that shit just happened to me. That don't mean everybody lying. Motherfuckers be lying sometimes. You know, some women do lie. But how many people were that that said he did this? Like all of them ain't lying, man. Like there's like fifty. 50 people ain't lying, they ain't telling the same lie to get this man, bro. Get, okay, maybe you know three. <laughs> like, maybe five. Once we pass five, like, if you got six people, like, yeah. one out of six, definitely. And, like, um, what even, what even... If we're hitting 20, 20 to 50, like, that means, like, at least, like, 10 people. Like, for, what for even, real. um... What, what even does it take to buy a network? What does it take? Yeah, yeah like, is it just, like, having the money? Well, like, so with him, like, it wasn't so much that he had the money. He just had the backers. So it was probably him and, like, five people that he knew, five, like, executives that all had, like, assets that were in, like, maybe $150 to $200 million, and they were going to pool their money together and buy the network for, like, maybe, like, six or $700 million. Mm -hmm. But what... He has the money, but just because you have the money don't mean somebody's selling. Well, well, so 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 that's the thing. Like, you not anybody can buy a network. Okay. You have to be syndicated. People got to know you. He was known. When I sat here and said like Bill Cosby actually had power, like mm -hmm. like he was up there, like he made he made power moves throughout his career, and that's why he was at a position where he he was in the front runnings to to buy a network. Mm -hmm. And then what does that mean? Like, from all the people that engage with Bill Cosby, like all the other comedians, like how he would try to school other comedians by saying the N-word and stuff like that. Like, yeah, he was really about the, like, re reformation for black people type yeah. situation. And so, like, if you have a, a super pro-black owner who, who doesn't promote any of that nonsense... Like, 
on his network, you wouldn't be seeing like shows like Power or or there wouldn't be no power. Empire or or shows that like fucking even Tyler Perry shit. Yeah, like nothing Tyler Perry would be on there. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't be any of the things that like other cultures perpetuate on our culture. Exactly. Like it wouldn't be the guns, the violence, the the you got to dress like a woman as a man, the none of that foolery. Like and I'm going to tell you right now that would have been a really big change in our culture. Because he would he would have he basically would have taken black people from watching bullshit bullshit on all these networks. And he would have focused our attention on like reformation in the in our communities. You don't you don't have to be a slang talker when you're you know cast in a role. You don't have to be the drug dealer. You don't have to be the crooked cop. The reason why um, what was this movie um, Black Panther did so well mm-hmm. is because that was like literally one of the first movies where it was a a pro black protagonist. That wasn't an anti-hero like Blade, or a like. That was it. That's the only black superhero I think you could you could uh, uh, attest anything to is 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 Blade. Right. And Blade was like an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah, he was an anti-hero. That, that shit was dope. Yeah, I well, still remember Blade. Yeah, Blade, Blade was Blade was the first. <laughs> Blade started Marvel's little situation. Yeah. Bro. Like people get that Blade was get nice. it twisted. Like Blade, if you look at all the Blade movies, it's Marvel Marvel Pictures. Basically, Blade started the funding for Marvel for like um, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So like, at that time, they sold their assets. And all they really had was Blade. So Blade technically started Marvel Studios. Yeah, I'm, hey, I'm, it, it sucks though. You know what I'm saying? Like thinking back, Cosby Show, fucking Fat Albert, fucking you know all the all the things, even like all the funding he did, like sending motherfuckers to college and shit. Like I feel like you can't even separate. All that good stuff he did, you know, from this person. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you can't <laughs> you can't separate. Uh, I believe I can fly from dating fucking teenagers and peeing on bitches. Like nah. So now that we we just brought that up, like, have you, know? you heard the stuff that's going on with R. Kelly? You talking about the uh? Like, the sex camp and all yeah, that like, shit? The sex so, cult? So he has, like, a sex cult, and then, like, all his his whole entire, like, management team, like, backed off him and, like, dubbed him, like, bye. See you later, boss. Because, like, nobody wants to have any part of that. Yeah. I wouldn't want to either. But, but you know, Hollywood is just a weird place because, like... There's all these like little sex cult things popping up. Like you have you ever watched Smallville? No, but the, I heard it was good. The Superman. Yeah, show. Superman joint. Did one of the girls from Smallville, one of the main characters, like she Wait, was, wasn't she supposed she, she was she, she was in a sex cult too, yeah, right? She started a sex cult or within she was the like, Smallville. Yeah, um, like she was like a part of a sex cult and like was recruiting females and then like brainwashing them and Yo, that's crazy. Mm. See, that's that that's that power of celebrity. Hey man, I, look man, it, it 
power That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I hate it. I really do. Because um, he was, you know, a comedian's comedian. Like, and he really did, like, influence a lot of motherfuckers. And that's that's done now. Yeah. You know? Like, you gotta, you gotta stay squeaky queen in that business. Yeah. Because one little, one little... I mean, and that's a different mishap than fucking Kanye West talking out his ass. Like, Kanye West talking out his ass is, is, is I mean, null he, and void. He, like, he's, he's, he's a few steps away from, like, disaster, though. Yeah, I mean he. Like, I mean, I mean, well, I'm not gonna few, say disaster. But I would like, sit there and say disaster. Let him do something crazy. Like, yeah, he does crazy stuff, but let him do something really crazy. Like, uh, like I'm just glad he ain't on that. Me, on me, that, me too. Dumb shit. Kanye, matter of fact, just keep doing what you're doing, bro. <laughs> just, like, just, just focus all your yeah, attention keep, on this. Keep on doing on what this you're doing, dumb bro. shit you're doing now. Look, like, oh, here's the thing. If you really want to understand how Kanye West feels. And how, how Kanye West's mom works. You got to look at the interview on The Breakfast Club with T.I. Because T.I. had a track with Kanye West recently. And it was, you know, Yay versus the People. It was a really dope track. And the, the story behind that track really, really puts to rest the fear that Kanye West don't give a shit about black people anymore or that Kanye West is an awkward Tom. That man is just, like, he's not in the second place. He just is separated from the world. And if you watch that video, like, watch that interview, it's worth it's worth the watch. Like, because I know it. Yeah, yeah. And T.I., you know T.I., like, T.I. is one of the voices for black people. Like, that, that man, he with it. And like he he came with that energy, and he was ready to you know give Kanye West some benefit of the doubt. But he he went to his place, and they they uh, talked and deliberated whatever the fuck for four four or five hours. And like he really got a chance to understand where Kanye West was coming from, and he gave him advice. Like and bro, and then the track happened and all that stuff. But you gotta watch that interview, bro. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll check it out tomorrow. Yeah, man, that's a good interview. Because um, I know, like, I was like watching stuff, like, like on World Star Hip Hop. Okay. Um, World Star ain't nothing but clickbait, bro. Basically, and I'm a. I guess that is one of my guilty pleasures. <laughs> It's just seeing like, like watching people get jumped and shit. Nah, I'm not, it's not so much. I don't like the fights, like the, the fight comps and all that other stuff. Like I'm not really into violence, but like mm-hmm. I am into like getting the news that isn't the news, and I get that news from World Star because I feel like it's just it's genuine. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 there's, there's there's no bias there. There's no uh, <laughs> there's no filter. Yeah, it's just and so bullshit. Like, yeah, bullshit. basically, basically, <laughs> like you just see random stuff that you just would not see on the regular news. And fair enough. That's uh, that's where I get my music from. <laughs> like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm taught and well versed by by World Star. World Star. <laughs> what else, man? Oh, um, damn, this has actually been a really. Like straight into the point, yeah, fucking we did episode. Like we really got right into it. Oh, you know, 
you know, I'm not asking for congratulations or anything, you know what I'm saying? But I, I'm I'm done with TSA. TSA. Oh yeah, we you gotta know. yes. <laughs> you know I don't know saying? how deep yeah. we can get into the TSA things because we don't need the feds kicking in doors and stuff. Hey, you know. But like <laughs> I'm so glad you <laughs> Damn. I'm so did, glad to be out of there, man. So I deal like okay, so I met Marquise through TSA. Yeah. Yep. And we had this whole moment. And I was like, oh, your name's Marquise? My name's Marquise. He literally looks at my badge. He's just like, oh, your name's Marquise? I'm like, yeah, why? <laughs> like, I'm I'm mad confused because, like, all of my run-ins with TSA when they ask that question always goes into, like, the, oh, we're going to have to, um, you're going to have to take a step over here, um, take off your jacket. We're going to have to pet you down. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, here we go. He's like, yeah, my name's Marquise. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, word. <laughs> this ain't Crazy going here. This ain't going the way that I thought it was gonna go. Yeah, but like, I'm out, bro. You know, what I'm saying my last day was Monday. You know, what I'm saying I just used my last eight hours of sick time, and literally I, today. <laughs> I need y'all to understand. This man serves our country, and he's talking about leaving the TSA. Like he put in like. His service to. <laughs> I should not feel this. This way, dude's man. like, yo, you know, I survived. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah. no, because, like, I, I don't think a lot of you listening right now probably don't really understand the dynamic of like TSA. Like, I've dealt with TSA for about four years now, well, three and a half years, and like, yeah, because work at the airport. Right? Yeah, yeah, I work at the airport and. Like, everybody seems miserable. Yeah. Everybody is miserable. And, like, I've never... Me, like, I'm the type of person where if I ever got to a point where I'm miserable at a job, I'm not going to be at that job anymore. Like, a job should never make you, like, lose your cool. Yeah, man. It's so sad, bro, because, like, when I first started, motherfuckers was talking about, yeah, man. And I, any job I go into, like, I'm not, I'm only there for, you know, for the time being, you know right. what I'm saying? I'm here to, I'm going to bust my ass, but I'm here for the money. And as soon as I find better money, I'm out because I'm staying in the military and I have things that I'm passionate about that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, I would talk to so many people, like I'm telling them, you know, what I want to do and stuff like that. And they're like, man, I used to be like that. It used to be like that. Nigga, this ain't prison. They like, get, they get trapped. Like, they get trapped. You, just get, you know, just eventually you just you look up and it's been five years. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Not gonna be me. Why they smoking that? Yeah, I'll see you next year. Nah, bro, you won't. I'm not gonna I'm be here. Next year, like, nah. Like me and a couple other people. Like we, and I'm not saying no names because it ain't nobody's business. But I. Like a couple other people the same way. They're just like, nah, you know what? After a while, you just gotta put a deadline on it. You just be like, nah, I'm out of here in May. Whether I have another job or not, I'm out of here in May. And you know what that does? That puts the fire up under your ass. Oh, I gotta find a better job because I'm out of here in May. Some people, some people just like like consistency and and they're afraid of like failure. Like if you, what I've realized about like just. Dealing, even what I do, so I'm in management, and, like, I'm in my career path, and, like, even I don't like it. Like, I want to, like, going into management, I was just like, yeah, that's what I want to be. 
I want to be somebody's CEO one day. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I want to, you know, run, you know, a corporation and, 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 you know, make bank and, and, yeah, and it's not even a bad goal to have. It's not until like I work for a mom and pop company. Okay. They started from nothing. The, the locations that we manage, you know, averages $32 million a year. I'm probably not supposed to say that, but like, I'm, hey, you didn't I'm, say where you work. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like they're mom and pop and they make $32 million just in six locations that they have in my airport. Okay. Mm. Now this mom and pop company also has airports in JFK, which is like their their bread and butter. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna throw a number at you right now. Okay. These these people make about three hundred and something thousand dollars a day just selling chocolate and booze and it's it's absurd. I'm just, I'm just gonna say it's absurd, and it's absurd because, like, what I oversee, which is their fashion department, I average them like maybe like four and a half million dollars a year in sales. Mm. Um, just me and I have I have I'm supposed to have a team of twenty. I have a team of uh, fourteen right now, so we're understaffed, and you know we're we just got an award today. Um, because we were up um, in our company oh, for the quarter quarter one, <laughs> so quarter one we we had a, the highest like growth in our company, and so like I'm tooting my own horn right now, <laughs> as <laughs> I can too. because like like I've worked very hard to get that, but then I went from wanting to be somebody's CEO to being the owner of my own business, so it's like. Like now, I I no longer am excited about this because I'm making somebody else. I made somebody else millions of dollars when I could have made myself millions of dollars. Right. If that makes any sense to you guys, like coaching and developing my team, building a, a strong sales, Only you know, for, ethic, it to be for yeah, somebody else. For somebody else, and like I, they ain't paying me what I'm making them. So like, it's one of those things where it's like you know I've grown. So now my career isn't even what I want it to be anymore because I want to be my own owner. I want to have my own business. I want to, I want to leisurely do the things that I want to do in my life. But you know what the issue is, man? People, people get so scared of risking. Like it, it's about risk management, really, because you gotta, you gotta be ready to. I saw this, I saw this snap from my boy Justin. Like he, it. it I had to screenshot that shit. It, it was it was true, man. It's like, are you are you willing to to quit your job? You know, of course, at the risk of whatever you're trying to do not working out. Are you ready? Are you willing to quit your day job to pursue your dream? And like, man, like that that's some real shit, bro. Because you gotta fund it, but it's like. It's, and I, I'm not even at a level where I'm willing to just just say, no, fuck it. I'm going to quit and I'm going to light the fire into my own ass and just make my passion my, where I'm getting my money from. I'm not even there yet. I want to be, but I'm not there yet. And that's some real shit. That's a goal right there. It's, it's, it's about finding. It's about finding what it is you're great at. Mm. Like. My whole my whole life has been. 
trying to find that, what I'm great at. I'm good at a lot of things. You put something in my face, I'm good at it. Of course. I can manage it. I can, I can sit there and do it. But I've never been great at anything. Or yet, I haven't found what I'm great at. And so, like, that's what I'm still searching on. Like, I've played in a little bit of everything in my life. <laughs> like, I, my 30 years have been blessed with being able to be, you know, a very fully functioning adult man. And I've done everything on my own. Didn't have dad to show me the way. I've had a good relationship with my mother to an extent, but for the most part of my life, like everything has been, I've, I've been a self-made man my entire life. So once you find what you're great at and then you can make that stick, then you're sitting there talking. Hey, bro. And, then and you know, like, then you're ready to, to make, to make the news. <laughs> And Jump off shit, that shit, don't give up. Like, and I'm not talking about you, because I know you ain't giving up. You ain't, oh, no. you ain't no fucking pussy. Not yet. No. But like, like for everybody, like, don't give up. Because at the end of the day, you only run out of time when you're dead. True. That's the only time where time runs out. I'm saying time too much. That's the only point where time runs out is when you literally have no more time left. You, you know what's been like really big motivation for me? Because I'm getting older now. And like, like at my 30th birthday, I was just like, yo, I'm gonna have a fat house. I'm gonna be driving that foreign car that I always knew that I wanted <laughs> to. And then reality sunk in. And it's like, I'm not there yet. I'm probably still like two or three years off of like my own home. I'm nowhere near the foreign yet. You gotta get the fuck out of the damn yeah, north. Uh, <laughs> but, but here's the crazy thing I look at like a lot of my idols. And then I look at their stories. Mm-hmm. These men didn't start hitting them, them, them big numbers until they were well into their like late 30s, early 40s, once they really understood where they're at. So like anybody that's young that sits there and thinks like, damn, you know, I need to be, I need to be here now. Right. Like you gotta understand, like. No, you don't. You don't. You don't have to be. Here you right really now. don't because you got so much life, and you gotta you gotta start thinking about that, like how much life you actually have to live, because people get like hung up on like all of these statistics about like when you can die and when you're gonna have a heart attack, and you know this will give you cancer and stuff, and then they get scared and complacent, and that's what you know a lot of people end up doing. They get scared and they're complacent. Yeah. People at TSA. Scared and complacent. Yeah, that's exactly what that is, boy. Uh, you know they what? Scared that they scared to make a move, man. Yeah, cause I, suck. cause I know this is guaranteed. I'm, you know, I got a government job. I got good benefits. I'm making, I'm making money that pays my bills. I might have a boyfriend or a girlfriend that you know is doing what they're doing. So like, our money is good together, and then that's it. I'm gonna make a career out of this. And there's nothing wrong with that, cause we need. We need people that want to make careers out of those type of jobs. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. You want to go flip burgers for the rest of your life? I know somebody that is going to retire from Wendy's, okay? This man loves burgers, okay? And not eating them. He loves serving people burgers. Like, And I had to sit and have a long conversation with this man who's 80 years old, and he just explained to me like his passion for making people like happy when they eat a burger. And I'm like... That's the kind of passion that I want to have for my own business. <laughs> Sheds you know? tear. Yeah, like, 
Nah, I feel it though, bro. Like, I mean, it's it's good to to know first of all where you are and and where you still have you know room to grow and where you want to be. I mean that that's all it's really about. Cause I mean, one of these days we just all gonna be dead. You know what I'm saying? So we might as well. Like I get. To a certain extent, you know, you want to plan, you want your legacy and all that shit, but leave that up to the to the people that come after you. Like, live your life. Make sure that if whether you decide, you know, to end your own life or or whether or whether you just get in an accident, make sure that every time you go to sleep, you're like, damn, all right, now I'm on the right track, or like I'm I'm happy about what's happening right now. Like I feel fulfilled. Like, no, you're not going to feel tonight that you're rich as fuck. That's not fulfilled, though. Like, that's what it's about for me, you know? I just want to feel like I am content with what's happening in my life at the moment. let me ask you this question. If you could make a living off of your passion, would that be sufficient? If I could make a living off my passion? Yeah, every dope. I mean, because, and my passions are a little everywhere. So, I want to help people with mental health. Mm -hmm. I love photography. Right. I also like this podcasting radio stuff, too, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But if I were to make one of those my center, like, Money, you know, that's where the money's coming in. It'll probably be the the mental health part. But the only issue with that is I'm not trying to to drown people of their money like like every like therapist and therapist and, and you know I mean, it's really good money though. I mean Yeah, I know, you, but it's if, like, if man, you gotta be on, what I'm if trying you to do, be on man. the East Coast, yeah, you both to make yeah, bad. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I ain't trying to do that, you know. I, I wanna like I, it's if there I have never heard of a free clinic for mental health that's because there's too much money involved like but i would like to do that you know what you know you know what you could do you could work at a hospital and then open up your own pro bono clinic exactly so i mean you're getting paid (laughs) see that's where we are right now right now we're at funding what we want to do yeah that is true that's where we're at but you know what we're gonna wrap it up for the day okay I keep liking the conversations that you and I are having, so you'll definitely be back oh, whenever you want to. When, like I said, you yeah. just just call me and I'm I'm here. Hey, so, hey, you could even sit there and yeah. and be like, I, there'd be podcasts with like two dudes and they just talk about everything. We could even collaborate and do something like I'm down, man. big. Like I said, like once. Yeah, it's in the works. I got you. Yeah. All right. Well. You know, thanks for listening, folks. Hope you enjoy. Hope you got something out of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's just a, hey, it's just another part of the journey. This is my presentation of my clutter. This is my presentation of my clutter. This is my presentation of my cluttered mind, 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 mind. But then I listen to that shit.